0: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Now Bali podcast. Today's episode is a little bit different, as I'm joined by two guests, Eva Wojkowska and E. Gede Robby. Eva is the co-founder of Copernic, a research and development lab based in Bali working around Indonesia, and Robby is lead vocalist of the band Navi Kula, and also an activist. Why they're being interviewed on this podcast, and also at the same time, will come to light very soon. Our discussion delves deep into important topics in Bali, including the island's environmental crisis, plastic pollution, Balinese beliefs surrounding nature, the future of Bali's agricultural communities, the island's music scene, and much more. It's a different format from our usual podcast episodes, but I really hope you enjoy this in-depth discussion with these two incredibly interesting guests. By the way, the full interview is also on YouTube if you prefer to watch our discussion there. Now, on with the show. Here we are on a very special episode of the Now Bali podcast, as I have two incredible guests joining me today. These are two individuals who do so much for Bali and Indonesia, but in very different ways. I have with me Eva Wojkowska, an Australian who has lived in Bali since 2002, whose impressive background includes a decade working for the United Nations and the World Bank on access to justice and the empowerment of vulnerable groups in regions such as East Timor, Sierra Leone, Thailand, the United States, and of course, Indonesia. In 2009, she co-founded Copernic, a research and development lab based in Indonesia that focuses on poverty alleviation and finding solutions um, to social and envirom- environmental challenges. Their work has helped many people living in the last mile. I also have with me Igde Robi Suprianto, better known as Gede Robi, Bli Robi, or just Robi. He is the vocalist and guitarist for one of Indonesia's most popular rock bands, Navikula, hailing from Bali. Apart from making epic music, they are also one of the most important voices in Indonesian social and environmental activism. As a band, they have brought issues of pollution, extremism, freedom, uh, conservation, and more to the forefront through their songs. Never afraid to speak their truth. Robbie is himself an activist who lives by the words of the lyrics he writes. As an individual, he raises awareness on plastic pollution, organic farming, upcycling, and more. He was also the central character in the documentary film Pulau Plastic, which we'll talk more about later. Copernic and Avicula, uh do a lot of work together and have done a lot of work together, raising awareness on environmental issues. But more recently, uh, Eva and Robbie have been working on something new and exciting. It's the soundtrack of Resistance, a serialized podcast created and hosted by Eva, which explores Indonesia's social and environmental issues using the songs of Navikula to open each discussion. It's a fantastically original concept and a really engaging listening experience. I have loved it so much. Eva, Robbie, welcome and thank you for being here.
1: Thank you. you, Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. Oh,
0: I think you can share a little bit with me about this strange collaboration <laughs> on paper, which is you have a research and development lab and you have a, a musician and activist. I'd love to know how your worlds collided. How did you first hear and know about Navikula and Robbie?
1: So it's, I started out as a, as a fan of the music. I went to a... Navicular Gig, and it was the first time that I'd come across this band, and I I really loved the music. It it uh, it connected with me, and maybe it's because we're from the same generation. So there were a lot of those kind of '90s uh, influences. You know, I spent my I misspent my youth uh, hanging out in a lot of bars and uh, around uh, a lot of bands and musicians. So when I heard Navicula's music, it um, yeah it connected with me, and I wanted to. I was surprised that I'd never come across them before. You know, having lived in Indonesia for so long, uh, and I wanted to know more. So I started digging and listening to more of their music and going to more of their gigs, and then I started to really listen to the music and mm. to the lyrics. And I found that they really touched me and were about things that I really care about, things that I've been working on for so many years, you know, at the UN, World Bank, and, and now Copernic. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was really, I, was, I got really connected with the music. And eventually I met Robbie. He actually played at my 40th birthday party.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was this was um, a, a ruse to get him in and get and get to meet. Him yeah, right? it was, it was <laughs> like one, Hire the band. <laughs> yeah,
1: one of one of my one of my team members was friends with Robbie's mum. Actually, yeah, <laughs> weird connection. Uh, anyway, and then I got to know Robbie. I got to know the band. You know, we realised that we cared about the same issues. We were trying to achieve the same things just in very different ways mm. and the first the first time we started to work together was on the Ibu, yes, yes. Ibu Inspirasi program so this was a women's economic empowerment program delivering clean energy technology to remote parts of Eastern Indonesia and we, we started to work together by making actually a music video mm-hmm. to celebrate the work of these incredible, incredible women, uh, that were bringing these life changing technologies to people who, who didn't have access to them. Um, yeah. So that was now what, six, seven years ago. And yeah, since then we've done a lot more, a lot more since then.
0: Yeah. When you first heard Navikula or you when you went to your first gig, um, what did you know straight away that like all these guys are different or did you just simply love being just in a in a rock sort of venue and rock gig here in Bali? Because the music scene is actually something that isn't explored too much by expatriates or tourists, especially the local music scene. And, you know, you guys have shown Navikula has shown that it is an awesome part of life here in Bali. It's It's a huge scene. It's part of the local culture. Um so so when you came across Navakula, were you just like, oh, that's it's cool to see the scene, or was were you really listening and did you know then like these guys are different? They're saying things that I that I believe in.
1: Yeah, I, I think the point that you bring up is really valid. I think a lot of expats who who live in Bali or people who frequently visit Bali don't see the incredible music scene that exists here the incredible talent the, you know the amount of incredible talent that exists here and i was one of those people i yeah sure i'd gone to gigs you know i, I like to mm-hmm. i like to go out or i did before covid uh, and i but i hadn't come across music like Navicula, so mm-hmm. there was something about their music that got to me. I mean, I even I was using Indone- uh, Navicula's uh, song lyrics to learn Indonesian. <laughs> and that that's how into it I was. Uh, and and then I realized just how how deep and um, thoughtful the the lyrics were. So,
0: so thank God you went to that gig. I right? know, right? <laughs> Imagine if you did <laughs> Robbie. You share on the podcast that you first started playing guitar, probably like most guys do to get girls, right? (laughs) You saw this guy, he was getting all the girls, he's playing guitar. You're like, I need to learn how to, you know, use this magical instrument. (laughs) But, you know, music has become your vehicle now to talk about your beliefs, your values and your frustration. So, you know, how did these issues, social and environmental issues, how did they become so core to Navicula? is that something that slowly grew or from the start were you always all about that
2: it was that when navikula started to making our original song mm. and then in the beginnings like it was back in the navikula was formed in 1996 but we start to uh, before we play cover just to find kind what kind of music we are going to play but when we start to make the original song and then yeah in the bands i wrote the lyrics like oh, so difficult to write a song and then i asked my friend how to write a song like a my journalist friend they said yeah we start something that you familiar with the issue that you love or you care and then and also at the times uh i volunteering a lot i start like uh, my networking in the NGO world so i mm-hmm. start volunteer here there and and all the topic that i discuss with my environment was the environmental the environmental topic and social topic and then mm-hmm. that was this topic is kind of like a hooked me naturally uh, m- maybe because as a background of my family i was grow grow up in the traditional agriculture family from my grandpa, which mm-hmm. is actually, he teach me, I practice a lot with him, it's like living in the village everything. And I get connected this kind of uh, way of life and how uh, traditional Bali farming see uh, what is working together with nature. Mm-hmm. And then in the modern context with my uh, activism <laughs> friends, this is kind of have similar so it's like uh, using this kind of local wisdom with, but with the global thinking you know so i love music so why i don't use music so why i don't combine this thing and also at the time uh, i see like in bali when i trying to find the role model or maybe there is a band in bali that using this concept and i found not yet
0: mm-hmm. so there
2: is a big i get uh, hall yeah. yeah big hall in the puzzles like uh, oh there is a uh, something new that i can this the new concept that maybe i can implement it into the music that i love in the beginning we are sucks right <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> it's good that you're honest <laughs> about it uh, i mean
2: it's like uh, but you know it's like uh, uh slowly we getting good we <laughs> confident about the concept and then when we start to join the industry like uh, 2003 we Sony Music, the major label at the time. Then, of course, they have a negotiation. Ah, oh, this uh, kind of topic is not selling. You know, it's very difficult to say. But this is like, a, no, no. This is our concept. Yeah. Uh, Bali or Indonesia gonna gonna everybody in the young people is gonna talk about this issue in the next ten mm-hmm. years. And then we do believe, like, a because when I have discussion with this kind of network, I'm so. Hooked by this topic like i'm so moved by this topic and i believe like there must be a lot of young people like me at the time that also have the similar uh interest with this topic right and also other topic like the social environmental is so exclusive is only in the ngo world or the government and then sometimes the the topic is only discussed on this
0: the people on the same page you know the people that already know how was it when you when you found because obviously it was from the Uh, your environment that you were doing a lot of volunteering a lot of NGO work Um, that was you deciding oh I want to talk about I want to use the music to talk about these topics that I'm involved with Mm -hmm. how about the rest of the band were Mm -hmm. they did you come to them and be like hey I want to bring these topics up Mm -hmm. Um, and were they already straight away like oh let's do it Mm -hmm. or was there any resistance like saying, oh, this is going to be hard to get a record deal mm-hmm. if we're so controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, or was the whole band like, hey, we, yeah, we also want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about these topics.
2: I'm kind of lucky, like having the band that we grew up together. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, I'm kind of lucky. I mean, it's like, a, I, I'm lucky they trust me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, a, okay. And then we do It's pretty easy communication because we also changing the concept and that, uh, I think I'm pretty convincing. Also. <laughs> like uh, this is, this is the way. <laughs> this, is the, this is really cool. This is so honest. This is natural. And then, and Navikula originally as the as the is, is founded by me and Dadang the guitarist. And then I'm kind of lucky have the bouncing partner that 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 can agree. We have mm-hmm. the chemistry in making music together. And then. Uh, I was convinced that every generation has their own revolution and then the social and environmental issue is the, 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 our topic, our generation topic,
0: you know. Mm. Sorry, Ewa, um, when, obviously you knew this from the lyrics with Robbie and um, Mm -hmm. what was your thinking of working with an activist band from, um, from a sort of organization or company point of view, why why were you like, oh, we need to work with this band? Mm. It's not the first thing you think of.
1: No, it's not. It's not. And it was something that uh, uh, came to me gradually. I knew in my, in my heart, in my gut, that we should work together. What that was going to look like, uh, that was still a big question mark. But the one thing that was very clear to me was We do, you know, we work on the same issues. We, Copernic, can publish a bunch of reports (laughs) and we can speak to the audience that we have, um, but that's very limited. And Robbie and Navicula have a much broader audience. So if we can combine, um, you know, the, the knowledge and the research that we do, and leverage this incredible access that navicula has to so many more people um i i really think there's something there and at the end of the day how do you change things you people change things right so you have to influence people Mm -hmm. whether it's um the general public whether it's people in the ngo sector whether it's people who work in companies and change the way that these companies uh, conduct their business, or whether it's people who work in government who are making new policy. If you can get people to be touched and to care about these issues, that's how meaningful change happens, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So we, like I said, yeah, we can, we have a, a limited audience that we can speak to but by collaborating with uh with Navicula, that just you know that becomes exponential
0: yeah i mean that's a good point especially with the academic community it's kind of a echo chamber they're all talking to each other and you know even if you come up with the best solutions unless the public knows knows about about it it.
1: exactly and so yeah yeah, i
0: guess robbie was the megaphone exactly to talk about topics and issues that you both agreed with robbie how about when um, Copernic and uh, Eva approached you as a band, what was your first thinking um, about, you know, working with an organiza- organization in this way? Yeah. yeah, we believe in collaboration. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, it also
2: Nafikula need because uh, especially when I write a lyric about certain topic, like a focusing topic, I need. Uh, uh, input about like the data stimulus, and reset yeah, yeah. yeah so what we say is more yeah more effective and efficient and mm-hmm. also uh can be methodical research uh, with the methodical research responsibility on it so it's not hawks you know
0: yeah. yeah
2: because we don't want to manipulate people we want to share something that so many ethics right or wrong is because of the Reset. Because mm-hmm. of the agreement. Because of the... Uh, something legit. Uh, uh, what is uh,
0: experiment been done. Basically, Copernic was your validation. A validation, yeah. Right? This so is like, right. Yeah. yeah,
2: It's like a, 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 a norm. Based mm-hmm. on the norm. Based on the uh, academic norm. Uh, government norm. Social norm. Mm-hmm. And this is feel right for me. It's like, uh, oh, okay. We supporting something that...
0: Based on a heart. Really. Yeah. This is kindness. It just made sense, this when, just makes sense Whenever I approached you It just made sense Yeah right?
2: It yeah. seems like uh, I see uh, Naficula music Is like uh, uh, a Journalism Yeah uh, So this is the content And the music Is the
0: The media platform. Yeah.
1: I don't actually ever Remember approaching you though <laughs> I, I feel like it just Kind of happened Right Our yeah, collaboration naturally. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah So it wasn't anything Formal like Hey would you like to No it was oof. more
1: More like We We're Wanted chatting. to Collaborate yeah. And mm-hmm. then yeah things just naturally Organic. evolved. Yes.
2: yeah okay and before Ewa was said like uh be following the nafikula gigs and become like uh, oh yeah i love the Navicula music and also before of that i also research which organization in bali that's really <laughs> have a cool program and everything and mm-hmm. then yeah i am actually also big fans of Ewa <laughs> and the copernick team that was perfect. so uh, it's, it's perfect it's like uh, it seems like uh, before if you have the same focus everything's then the universe will be put will you in the right, yes, work for both of you. in the same frequency. Yeah, yeah, yeah we started
1: talking and realized that we're focusing on similar issues. We care about the same things and uh, started to do some small collaborations. There was the Ibu Inspirasi, yeah. then there was uh, actually a tour to yeah, Australia sure. where we were working um, uh, Melbourne Uni and Indigenous communities in Australia talking about the connection between innovative technology and music and the arts, uh, about how they can support each other. And then I guess our, our big uh, collaboration was Pull Our Plastic, which yeah. yeah. started years, now <laughs> three, three years, years ago. I think immersive that, learning. that's a
0: great way to segue into this question about. Um, this the probably the biggest project you guys have worked on which is this documentary film Pull Out Plastic which was released April 2000 this year 2021 and um not only is it was it such a big deal that it was I think it was one of the the first or second documentary that had made it into the mainstream cinemas in Indonesia so it was
1: the 12th, uh, documentary, 12th to documentary ever Make it into 12th Indonesian documentary to ever make it into Indonesian, Indonesian cinemas.
0: cinemas. Yeah, I think just behind the 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 reason of making a you know full documentary movie, which was amazing, um, our whole office went to see it because uh, we just found it was such an important mm-hmm. message. Um, why did an R and D lab decide to, to produce or be part of the production for a feature length film that's it's again it's just so out of your normal operations why was it so important to to make this movie
1: so before the film there was a a campaign which was uh which included a series of four episodes about the issue of uh single-use plastic and that was supported by advocacy and um and other campaign activities. But why that started was, uh, it was shortly after the Australia tour, um, Robbie and I had been talking about this plastic issue and how mm. much of a plastic pollution issue and how much of a problem it was. Like it was, you know live in ba- we live in Bali, you live in Bali, you see it in your face every mm. single day. And we were talking, how we have to do something, what are we gonna do? and uh i guess the conclusion that we came to was well there have been lots of organizations that have been working on this issue and they've been doing great work uh so what's what's missing we have to get everyone else to understand and care about this issue what's the best way to do that Mm. and we thought that uh using film uh, in a engaging, not too heavy, light way. And we had Robbie um, and his, you know, his platform <laughs> and his, you know, he's very accessible, uh, you know, for, for audiences. And uh, yeah, so that, that was why we decided to start working on Pulau Plastic. That's why uh, we, we developed the campaign. And on your question, why an R&D lab would get involved in this, we we see this as a as a really big problem. We are based in Bali. We live in Bali. We need to solve the problems that uh, that this island is uh, is facing. And this was a behaviour change experiment for us, okay. and it still is. So, so you, you
0: approach it like this is actually an experiment. It, mm-hmm. it, it was. It oh. is an
1: experiment. So mm-hmm. we we. It was actually very carefully designed with a very specific uh messaging in Mm -hmm. the in the series uh we collected data before and after to see how people's uh how people's um levels of awareness and then their behavior had changed uh, you know before and after watching the series and the series became really successful Mm -hmm. and then a, a, a production house B cinema uh, decided to make a full uh, yeah, a full, full length uh, documentary so that's how it became a documentary so we didn't set out thinking oh we're going to make a film uh, we set out thinking we are going to to do something that gets people to understand and care about this issue
0: yeah well uh, for anyone who hasn't watched it yet, Uh, Pulau Plastic or Plastic Island basically showcases how pervasive plastic pollution has become in Indonesia and how pervasive it has become in our everyday lives in ways that we, uh, a lot of people just did not realize, like the microplastics uh, in our food chain, for example.
1: In our bodies.
0: In our bodies yeah. already, mm-hmm. as Robbie very explicitly <laughs> shared in Pull Out Plastic. Yes. No spoilers. <laughs> but um, the dirtiest film of the year. <laughs> <laughs> You're happy with that accolade? Yeah? <laughs> you want to have that trophy. <laughs> I want that mentioned in the cover <laughs> of the film. <laughs> um, outside of being an important movie, I, I, just as an audience member, I was really <clears> proud of just the level of cinematography and the actual just as a movie that this is Indonesia produced. I felt really proud just on that alone outside of the message. So huge congratulations to both of you and the whole team and all the people involved. If you haven't mm-hmm. watched it, please watch it and very quickly.
1: On you- bioskop Cup Online. You
0: know, bioskop Cup Online, you can watch it. From anywhere in the world, you don't have to be in the Indonesian cinema now, right?
1: Uh, right now, bioskop Online only in Indonesia, but it will be on Netflix by the end of the year.
0: That's even better. That's yeah. amazing. So the more people that watch this um, and really bringing a spotlight to this issue and using Indonesia as a case study, uh, which is, uh, you know, as one of the biggest archipelagos or the largest archipelago in the world, it's it's such important discussion. Um Robbie this was an epic journey for you making this movie because you traveled from Bali to Jakarta in a dumpster truck uh, (laughs) to explore the effects of plastic in Indonesia but over the years you've been singing about so many issues you know you've been singing about um, social issues been religious extremism um, and you know deforestation why was why has plastic become such a big part of your message now, your message today? It seems very focused on plastic now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As it was said before,
2: it's like uh, during the Australian tour on the way we, 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 we discussed this a lot. And also at that time, it's like a was we, we saw a Jenna jump back. Uh, Statement right said that Indonesia is the second largest uh, plastic marine plastic, pollution. Marine pollution. plastic polluter, well, pollution, pollution, yeah. pollution in the world, right?
0: It's embarrassing. Is it? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: totally. And then me as the Indonesia, that, that's the that's the uh, key emotion is mm. I feel embarrassed as Indonesia, which is actually we depend so much on our ocean, mm. and Indonesia is like a largest maritime country. Mm-hmm. We have so many. Ocean, we get a lot of benefit from the ocean.
0: Yeah, it's
2: like a, a very important commodity export, and also the uh, uh, the protein supply for the Indonesian is mostly come from the ocean. Hmm. And then it's just it's like a take it for granted, or we burn our life's store,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then. This is not ideal for any economic perspective. Not just environmental, of course. Yeah, as the environmental is 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 make a lot of damage, but as the economic also is is a predicted
0: disaster, yeah. right? It's unsustainable ecologically, but also economically.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so that's why it's very important right now because uh, maybe in the beginning uh, it's the information that we got from the from about this issue is quite standard. Oh yeah, this is happened in the ocean, it's going to the fish, so many turtles die and then wash it out into the shore uh, only like that. Mm-hmm. It's already uh make me personally and also I, I believe like everyone in the plastic team already critical like mm-hmm. urgent. And when we d- starting digging do the experiment for the cereal it's more in- shocking it's, information we found. Yeah, it's worse than you w- ever yeah. imagined. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a more we digging, more.
1: Oh my! You go down this hole, and yeah, what you find out, you can't unlearn, and it's <laughs> it's really challenging.
2: Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah. It's tangled in the, the the political issue, the economic issue, the the biggest deal, you know. And then we see like, uh, oh my God, this is this 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 problem is not only. Only for just the government or NGO, but whole element have to be uh, uh, collaboration to mm-hmm. to make the issue. So uh, that's also shaping the concept of the pulau plastic is not name and a shame,
0: but more like a. Here's here's it, what we're dealing with, guys. Yes,
2: yeah. our generation is part of the problem. So mm-hmm. this is up to our generation right and now. we're what, all responsible. Yeah, yeah. what yeah. kind of the future they're going to provide? And yeah, everybody should involve. And then what we can do is. Opportunity to make a film, so uh, yeah, and hopefully, like everyone, oh, okay, even we, not film maker <laughs> <laughs> the beginning, can do such a an effort to make this uh, 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 elevate this issue to something. I believe if people care or have the will, anybody, government, company, uh, corporate, they can do whatever the best that they they can do for this such a emergency
0: issues. Yeah. On that note, I want to ask um, Eva from from the R and D lab. It doesn't have to be for Bali, but for Indonesia, what do you what are you finding would be the best solution to this huge problem of plastic? Um, actually, let's if you can talk about Bali, that would be really great. Is it is it really a is the number one focus a behavioral change in the people, um, or is it more effective to have a very you know top a level government issued uh, sort of change. What, what's the most, what would be the most effective change if we could choose one?
1: If we can choose one, well, then I definitely wouldn't put the blame with the consumer or behavior change because uh, that, that's, that's not fair. What we found is that even when people want to change their behavior, they need to have viable alternatives which don't exist. So uh, if there was can I have, can I pick two, not just one? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> the, the first one would be complete redesign of how, of, pro, uh, of product packaging. That's absolutely necessary, uh, as, as people, as consumers, we need to be able to you know, purchase the items that we need and it needs to be available in different kind of packaging that yeah. is currently available. Um, you know even uh even me even Robbie you know people who really know and care about this issue it's really difficult for us to avoid
0: some level. use it,
1: some level of mm-hmm. of single use plastic packaging for so sure. there really needs to be this tremendous effort at the company level to redesign packaging mm-hmm. so that's 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 number 1 number 2 uh is the policy. So the only way that that is going to happen is if the government, uh, I guess, forces the the companies to, to make that change. And, and that will be uh, through policy change.
0: I, I understand it was very unfair for me to be like, oh, just choose a solution. Um, but interestingly, Who's going to create that incentive for the government to change the policy? And at the end of the day, that's the consumer putting exactly. enough so pressure yes. onto the government. And
1: we, it was interesting, one of the, we conducted a, a survey um, before and after people watched uh, the our Plastic film. And one of the questions was, who do you think uh, has the most responsibility for mm. addressing the plastic pollution crisis? Um, before the film, it was, uh, it was mixed between corporations, government, individuals, uh, and but one of the options was everybody. Um, and then after the film, it was very clear that everybody, people believe that everybody has the same amount of power to help change this, to help address this issue, which which means, in a very roundabout way, is that we as people, we have the power as consumers to, if we can, if we can afford to, then we, you know, we we make uh, the choices about what we buy. Um, but we can also, you know, contact uh, corporations, governments, and push them to put, the pressure, um, yeah. put some pressure on to have these changes take effect. We've, I mean, just great news from Jakarta yesterday yeah. that this citizen lawsuit about yeah, air, air pollution, pollution. Yeah. right? If people take action, if people stand up, not always, but, you know, change can happen. So yeah. we all have power no matter what we do, you know, whether you're a musician, whether you're mm. a, you know, a podcaster, whether you're a, a journalist, like we all have power to do our part to address this issue.
0: Oh, 100% agree. Um, Robbie, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot uh, as a resident in Bali, and a lot of my friends ask me as well, like, oh, what do you think this is? Um, There seems to be a disconnect Mm. between Balinese traditional philosophy Mm. um, and the actions of the Balinese today, the actions. Mm-hmm. So on one side, we have this philosophy of Trita Karana, right? And um, this idea of balance, of harmony, respecting nature, praying towards nature, right? And I, I know that the Balinese Hindu really believe that. And in, in their philosophy, it exists. Mm-hmm. But in the actions, we're still dumping rubbish in the river. Mm-hmm. We're still putting candy Plastic, plastic mentos thing. in your <laughs> offerings mm-hmm. people are bringing their offerings in plastic bags they're wrapping the um, flowers mm-hmm. in plastic bags and selling it on the street what as as a as Balinese can you help to explain this disconnect between belief and behavior mm-hmm. why why are they not matching up
2: today yeah I think it's like uh, there is a lack of information yeah. education is really important it's like uh, how the, the the plastic impact to the human and nature, right? Mm. So Bali in a tradition Bali, there is a three aspect when you do things, right? It's like the philosophy, the ethic, and then the ritual. And then nowadays, I think the ritual is dominant. So mm. people just doing in the ritual level, mm. and then actually the ethic is sometimes is forgotten. And then also philosophy is forgotten. Uh, for examples, like uh, during the Pulau Plastic Reset, we found out, like as you said, like uh, confirming what you said, uh, from the uh, formal government, D- Dinas Lingkungan Hidup, said that the every ceremony, the the, uh, the the amount of the plastic waste increased three times. So as you said, it's... Right, it's like because the aim or the philosophy and ethic of making the ceremony is to clean the universe. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, it's counterproductive. Yeah. So why is three times waste yeah. amount? So uh, the disconnect is like this one. But in the the ritual uh, is 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 beautiful, but only the ethic and philosophy sometimes is contrast. Uh, so that's why, and by understanding this uh, a, a problem, we don't want to erase the ritual, right? We of want course. the tradition, we want to keep what is beauty, only. for example, we want to keep the offering but only take out the the plastic, the, 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 the plastic right? Yeah, yeah. Seems like a, like a long, long time ago, like, a, people in Bali, like, a, they quite rajin, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, they really, like, wake up in the morning, clean their house, and damp, and most of the dump area is actually is in the tegalan in the behind their house, which is actually a, a annual tree uh, uh, like a, a composting area, like mm-hmm. because most of the uh, the waste is the waste is natural, are organic, organic yeah. yeah. So when the plastic like a uh, massive coming on the late eighties and the nineties, and then it looks cheap, <laughs> looks cheap, and then without the enough education from the production side. Say like uh hey, this is uh, material, but this is the risk of the material. So people still treating this kind of same element like how they treat the organic waste. Yeah. And the offering is like a people thinking like, oh, we consume this thing, so w- also for the offering, we share it to the gods or something, right? It's this kindness, but yeah. it's not correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So uh mm-hmm. so that's why poloplastic trying to understand is like a put in the logic in the people how to do that once it's like preserve yeah. the culture without, uh, uh, but put it back to the essence of the ethic and the philosophy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's still a lot of work. So that's why in Pulau plastic serial we work a lot with the Bali spiritual leader uh, trying to put in the hukum adat desa. Yeah. We now in Kopernik also uh, in collaborate in like how uh, cooperate with desa to make their own regulation. Lucky Bali still have this traditional law. Same, same same, with the uh, same official power. law, same yeah. power, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we want to try
0: uh, 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 working in th- that kind of level. Uh, Eva, do you, do you think that, because you are exposed to so many issues in Bali, um, do you think this is the number one most pressing environmental issue that we're facing, or do you have more bad news that you want to share <laughs> yeah. with us today?
1: I mean, it's definitely up there. Uh, as one of the the main issues, it's all it's all connected, right? Everything mm. is connected. So we've got this um, uh, this pollution crisis, which is polluting our you know our waters, which is then affecting food supply, which is then uh, making people sick. Um, but then there's this broader issue of um, I guess if we if we talk about Uh, tourism and the loss of uh, agricultural land Um, and you know you can't separate tourism and you know consumption of single-use plastic items and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah it's all it's all somehow um, it's all related but I, I think another big issue is agricultural practices, loss of forest and agricultural land uh, in Bali, which have uh, yeah, which have a massive massive impact. You know, the growing use of uh, pesticides, uh, which which then affects uh, the productivity, which then pollutes the water. I mean, and also the
2: production is becomes not balance between the production costs and then the selling so it's less people become farmers. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. Yeah. So
1: I mean the loss of the amount of people who are going into into farming uh, as an as a profession that's I can't remember the exact numbers but it's quite staggering the uh, I think most yeah. uh, most farmers in Indonesia now are over 50 right? Yeah
2: 55 and uh, only wow. the 3% of the Farmer's childrens that follow uh, continue continue their, their the parents. farming
1: practices. So what what's everyone going to eat, right? Yeah, the next uh, generation. And like, yeah. So it's McDonald's uh, for everybody. I, I guess well exactly. And then <laughs> but, you know again it's all connected. Yeah. But uh, in know, so with COVID and the pandemic, there has been a little bit of a uh, an opportunity or a pause to rethink. And yeah. you know we have seen quite a lot of people. Return to agriculture, return to farming, and rethink uh, priorities.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is a great segue to talk about a Navikula song, which is "Sats Muasamakin makin cepat, Bali berani berhenti," which was used very effectively in the Pulau Plastic movie to talk about. You know, oh, sorry for those who don't speak Indonesian. This means whilst everything gets faster, Bali dares to stop, and that was used in context to Bali was dares to stop using plastic as mm. the first province in Indonesia to ban single-use plastics. Um, Robbie, you wrote this in two thousand eighteen, mm. um, and what was what was the original philosophy behind this? Mm. And do you think that this um, is more relevant today because of the pandemic? you think it's more relevant
2: to this song? Yeah. <laughs> it was inspired by Nyepi, right? It's mm-hmm. like, uh, like, me as the Balinese, I'm so proud. Like, oh, where in the world? It's like one island, uh, like, uh, it's solid and uh, compact, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, To stop 24 hours. Even we close our, shut down our international airport. yeah. And in the modern mindset, thinking like, uh, oh, how many uh, money we l- lost in this thing. But uh, this is something that's uh, uh, the beauty about Bali. Like, uh, it's not just about the money. We also have a restart our mother earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like restart the computers to make it more oh, faster. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Which is actually so makes sense. Like uh, even in the economic perspective, the real economic perspective, so makes sense. Uh, and then it start like on the 2009, I was writing an article in a magazine June, and the title of the article that I wrote is that "Saat semua semakin cepat Bali And then few years later, I thought, oh, this is can be a good songs also to uh, what is to make the Bali pride about uh, what actually they've been done so many years. And then because also there is a worry for me, like uh, if we don't create this our generation, we don't give the appreciation for this thing, celebrate this thing. I'm worried like uh maybe in the next generation and some kids and they become a government or policymaker, they will change their mind by say like a uh including the we lost so many money and by doing Ya P and then okay let's change no nya P anymore. Mm-hmm. So I try to start to and uh, let's keep this thing beautiful. Like uh, even the biggest organization in the world try to make the one hours to stop It's yeah, so it's difficult, right? Difficult. Maybe the the, hour, the, right? the carbon yeah. to do the campaign is bigger than the yeah. impact of the two hours. Bali is something that everybody can surprise, and then we, I want Nyepi, whatever, and then not
0: only Bali but other island can do the same thing. Yeah, I, I mean, as a resident, I don't know if you feel this too, ever. One I look forward to Nyepi, I love Nyepi. I love, I love being at day. home. I love yes. being home. I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I've stayed in hotels sometimes, mm. and I'm like, oh, I, I want to. Don't want to think, but it's like, the one time of the year where you just don't have to do anything, and you see all the stars. And, yeah, totally more clear. Did you I always wish feel like that? I've I've always felt yeah. like that. Yeah. Um,
1: I see. I I think I actually think that Navicula and Robbie played a really big role in making Nipi cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I I I think quite a lot of people used to think that it was a pain that mm. Nipi was a nuisance. Yeah. But mm. uh, now there's... Bali pride. Tri- yeah. Like everyone is so proud of New Yeah. Village,
2: like uh. yeah. So we campaigning that mm-hmm. one to preserve this one. And then, yeah, it's like our Yadnya, our offering. to <laughs> The offering can be in many ways, but sure. offering for 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 the culture for my 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 tribes for mm-hmm. Bali, my homeland. And then yeah. uh And then it's relevant right now. It's can too many contexts like uh, in the pool of plastic. It's like uh, hey, so many plastic abusive. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, Bali Berani Berhenti is like we celebrate Bali as the first province in Indonesia that released the re- regulation for single-use plastic. Yeah. So, okay, another Bali make a pride by Bali Berani Berhenti but, to yeah. stop using uh, 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 single-use plastic, even in the regulation level. But we want to support the government by uh, socialize this kind of regulation to, to do that. Yeah. And maybe we encourage, hopefully we can encourage the the corporate and people like a uh, for example like a uh, people thinking like uh, the the speed of using plastic is beco- because people thinking is economic and because it's cheap okay stop now rethink maybe it's cheap because you don't put the, the budget month, the economy yeah. for yeah. the uh, environmental
0: uh, rehabilitation Yeah, The environmental cost is not the cost the, the, the cost of, the of recycle because everything
2: and maybe if we put that maybe the plastic is actually is more expensive. Not economic. Yeah. You know? yeah. So uh, and then also rethink about the economic thing by using the philosophy of Nypi. Like our economic, according to the what we learn in school, is the action to get the prosperity. And the prosperity is the condition where all the human needs are fulfilled. And the main primary human needs are food, housing and clothing. And then the most primary, like agricultural sector, is food. And then our food is grow from the land grow from the ocean. So the economic action that destroy the land or the soil and then the air is contraproductive with the meaning of what is the economic is mm-hmm. So by this kind of understanding using your as the entry point like everything about the economic you ec- people especially in the policymaker know this always spreading like a, this is economic or uh, natural uh, environmental uh, uh, conservation. They always separate this thing, but as Ewa said, it's integrated thing. You cannot you cannot
0: separate it. It's this, very holistic. This this metaphor about Bali stopping. Um and I, you also mentioned it Eva, about the tourism industry. Now we're kind of in like a two year nyppee, right? Bali's been sleeping. <laughs> <Global nyepi. laughs> yeah, we're in a global nyppee, but Bali on an economic level is on like a two year nyppee. Yep. Um do you think this stop has been important for Bali as an island to reconsider um, its future? And that can uh, we'll start with Robbie and Eva mm. as well. I'd love I'd love you both to yeah. I mean, this. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Corona
2: <laughs> pandemic sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, everybody impacted. Yeah, we sad about that one. But when we see like the different perspective, it's giving the paradigm shift into mm-hmm. what is the priority right now mm-hmm. for example it's like uh, before pandemic there is a uh, research in so many media that say like uh, oh the average of the farmer are 55 year, five years old and then the generation the next generation who uh, continue the farming thing is only three percent so in the next 10 years is we have the lack of the tenaga kerja the human resources in the, the sector it's like a massive like in mm-hmm. the, what are we gonna 97% do 97 percent from the farmer family not working in that sector, what happened? It's like, uh, of course, the the threat for the food sovereignty, yeah, mm-hmm. Not the food security, but food, food sovereignty. sovereignty, yeah. And then, and before pandemic, all the economic in Bali always put all eggs in one basket. Yeah. It's like a tourism, 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 and then uh, w- long way before pandemic because uh, me personally is like my concern in the food sovereignty is like uh, my background. It's very difficult to put it balance. Hey just pay attention a little bit in the food security. You know? mm-hmm. But because of pandemic, it's automatically happen. Yeah, this yeah. kind of
0: Forced. thing. Yeah, Copernic yeah, make reset like 81% of the people in Bali that
2: impacted econo- in the economic and then forty six percent from this eighty-one percent are losing their job. And yeah. most of them back to the Village as the farmer, yeah. and then with the lack of education of everything, so that's why the, our collaboration so far in the last one year is to make a training in the agricultural sector to respond this one. Hopefully, by we learn from the pandemic, uh, shifting our priority. Maybe they reconsider. Okay, bring back, yeah. bring back to the land and the food security is also another thing that same importance like develop the tourism, and also at the same thing. ...preserve the Bali culture, because when we talk about the Bali culture, is agriculture,
0: mm.
2: you know. And then by preserve the agriculture, also actually helping the tourism, the tourist industry in Bali. Because the two asset of the tourist in Bali, the concept from the long time ago agreed, is nature and, and culture. culture. Yeah. So, nature and culture, who made that? Farmer. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: so, uh, everybody's happy,
0: I mean, it's like a, we uh, make it... Everything in balance. Yeah. So we needed we needed a bigger nippy to create a bigger change, yeah. right? So now we're seeing some people returning back to the roots. So yeah, it, and also helping the tourism itself for the future, by, by safe yeah. the assets. Yeah, and That actually we were the island was forgetting about right. We were yes. really forgetting about it. And I just want to bring up one of the lyrics from that song: "Untuk membakun luka, untuk membakun jiwa, agar suci lagi." to wash the wound, to wash the soul, so that it is holy again. I mean, you were writing this way before the pandemic, and it's so relevant today on a bigger scale. And hopefully everyone, even though there's a lot of you know suffering, that in the big picture, it, it's, it's good for the island to rethink and, and hold on to those old values. So now that we're on the topic of Navikula's music, I want to talk about this amazing podcast. Um, the soundtrack of Resistance, an amazing name. And uh, I love how you've approached uh, talking about Indonesian issues. We're using a band's songs who already talk about these things. Um, Eva, what was the motivation behind starting this unique podcast?
1: So I love Indonesia and I, I've lived here longer than I've lived anywhere else in my, in my life. And I feel like it's a really underrated place. I mm. feel I feel like so many people, you know, don't know all the amazing things that happen in Indonesia. And I feel the same way about Navicula. Um, yeah, they're I mean, they're massive here. They're well known, but I believe that more people should know about them and their music and the issues that they they speak about. So. I I wanted to tell people. I I really wanted to tell people about this amazing band and this amazing country.
0: Two birds, one stone. Yeah, and
1: uh, yeah, and I thought it would be an interesting way to do that through the songs. I mean, the you know the songs already capture so much. So you know, why not explore that, um, explore these issues with uh, with the songs as an entry point. Yeah. And so I've been playing around with different ideas and different formats. Um, I was really inspired by Tom Morello's uh, uh, Speaking Truth to Power, it's an audio book. Mm-hmm. So initially I thought I might do an audio book about Navicula, then I was really inspired by the Beastie Boys story um, where they you know, talk about, talk live about their history. And I mean, initially it wasn't going to be me. I was, I just thought about producing this story because I, I wanted the story to be told. And then I somehow I ended up doing it myself. I think it's good that it's you
0: because you know, th- this is birth from your passion towards both of these things. And the fact that you already have, A very close relationship with the band and have you know a lot of knowledge about indonesia over your years here i think i think it had to be you and um it it makes for a really good yeah (laughs) makes for a really good authentic listening experience yes um what you use certain songs from the band obviously you have to choose which Mm. songs you want to use for each episode that would have been very difficult um is there a certain issue Or episode that you you find particularly meaningful because you cover everything um, not just environmentalism but also religious extremism um, and also freedom everything sourced from Navakula's sort of um, discussion topics as well what's what's been the most meaningful to you?
1: Yeah so the the choice of songs yeah it was really really difficult I basically chose 12 of my favorite songs but also those that uh represent a wide range of of topics um so that was kind of the the initial thinking my favorite um oh one of my favorite songs is Busur Hujan, which is episode mm-hmm. one yeah uh i have i love that song so much for so many reasons uh you know i've you know whenever that song is performed live and i'm at a gig i feel like you know the crowd you know, there's so much joy, you know, people coming together. The song is about uh, celebrating, you know, diversity. And I think it represents Indonesia so, so well. You know, Indonesia is the most diverse place on earth in Mm -hmm. terms of biodiversity, cultural, religious diversity. And it's this melting pot of all this incredible um, beauty and uh and so i love that song the other uh reason why i'm so connected to that song i actually learned how to play that on drums <laughs> it was my <laughs> my very first um, musical i i'm not a musician at all um but uh i i started to learn how to play the drums because uh, my my team together with my with my husband and a, a few team members from Copernic, we started a band and we covered Navicular songs. I mean, that's how, that's how into, you know, Navicular (laughs) Copernic is. Um, Yeah. So uh, many, many connections to that, to that song. And I, and I think it's so, it just represents, um, what I feel about Indonesia as well.
0: And it's probably, uh, it's a it's, it's song which is very positive rather than, you know, yeah. talking about um, sort of the issues. It's not a, a song based on frustration. It's really a song based on sort of the love yeah. of, celebration. of uh, celebration. Yeah. 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 Um, Robbie, in doing this podcast uh, with Eva, you must be doing a lot of reflection on your work, the band's journey uh but also your effect the the effect that your music has had on people i mean that's exhibit a is ffa like <laughs> i don't know if you knew before how Number much of fan. an effect yeah <laughs> you were hired in our management <laughs> to sell the band <laughs> you you talk about um again busur hujan um in the podcast you talk about this doesn't belong to you anymore this song it belongs to the universe it belongs to it belongs to everyone at a live show um uh, it's 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 everyone experiencing it together doesn't matter who wrote it or who's singing it everyone is singing it all at once um how does how does this process of reflecting through the podcast how does it make you feel about your music about your work and the legacy of Navicula? it's make the bands like uh become like a more humble mm. like uh,
2: actually mm. the the because the cost that we deliver. Actually, the value is bigger than the band. Mm. <laughs> We've been 25 years in the bands. We yeah, carry it's this the issue. band's birthday this year. Yeah, this year <laughs> And sometimes like uh, um we're doing this part, like uh, this is work or not, and then see like uh, how people appreciate that. Once like uh, oh, we're doing such a good thing, and then is keep the spark bigger. You know, it's like uh, in the oil lamp, and then. It's it's like adding the oil in the lamp to make the fire bigger. Mm-hmm. I think me and people in the bands like uh see, hear the podcast like, uh, Oh man, yeah we so proud. we're probably doing the good thing, something that we can proud. Okay, S- still have lots of work to do, let's yeah. do it again. It's like uh, as an artist, is that. Yeah, Re-motivating you. Re-motivating, like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a spark and then it's, it's what beautifuls like uh, Ewa seeing through the perspective. Um, yeah, it's really important for me as an artist. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's make us more. Okay, after the podcast, we have to do something, maybe yeah. another film or something. And yeah, it's also it's the, 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 the most sweetest present, a gift for the band's anniversary Yeah, is
0: this podcast. Mm-hmm. you really set the benchmark for <laughs> uh, course, anniversary, it's a birthday present, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Eva. Yeah. The rest of us can't compete now. <laughs> and how about you, have? I mean, this has, like Robbie's saying, you know, what was just a three, four-minute song is becoming this in-depth 40-minute explanation about issues. And it's so easy just to listen to four minutes, but what you're doing is you're creating a listening experience of something much bigger um, mm-hmm. and contextualizing what was and what is the the um, inspiration for a song? How has this process of making soundtrack of resistance um, journey? Um, what is it making you realize uh, about you know about the band or your experiences in Indonesia? What what processes does it make you experience?
1: <laughs> the first thing is I have mm-hmm. such huge respect for anyone who does translation of poems or songs because (laughs) translating this guy's songs is wow you know to, to try and make it sound you know even a bit as beautiful as it sounds in indonesian to try and get that you know to to transform that into english is really hard I wish you would write easier lyrics. I try my best. It's actually easy easy words, easy words, but it's deep, right? And Mm. to to get that into English is is tough. Um, What? Yeah, I actually I'm so grateful that I have this opportunity to dig into these issues behind the songs. I get to meet amazing people. I get to I i kind of become a little bit of an expert on all of these issues through each episode mm. you know i have lived in indonesia for a long time but with each episode i just learned so much more and more um, and uh, i i love that i feel so much more connected to to the place and uh, feel like i have so much more of an understanding about all of these complex issues and yeah, one thing that it makes me realize is that none of these issues is easy to fix <laughs> because yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they're also interconnected and uh, and complex. And also, I feel honored to have um, this access to the band and to learn about their history and evolution. And uh, I think, like Robbie said before, I I through some of the conversations, I realized that. They kind of forgot, you know. they, they forgot what they've yeah. been through and what they <laughs> what they've achieved, and and I I want to acknowledge them, that yeah. and remind them that actually what you guys have done for the music industry for Indonesia is is massive, and Indonesia is so lucky to to have them.
0: And um, I would say that we're all very lucky to have the experience. Um, of the podcast. I think um, as a listener myself, I'm learning a lot. Um, not, and I'm exhibit A of what you were hoping for. I mean, I listened to some of Naviculo, but I never really listened. And a lot of the topics that you talk about for me, I'm like, I never knew it or never saw it that way. So, um, everyone listening now, please go over and check out the soundtrack of Resistance. You will learn a lot about music. You'll fall in love with a band and you will fall in love with indonesia um if you don't already um ever robbie thank you so much for your time and thank sharing thank you thank you all thank of your thank experiences. you so much it's, it's been uh, enlightening and, and a lot of fun so thank you everyone go and listen to the soundtrack of resistance available on on
1: all the, pod- podcast, all the
0: platforms. podcast platforms yes. thank you so much thank you thank you For listening in to this very different episode of the Now Bali podcast. I really hope you liked our interview format. If you have any thoughts, feedback, be it positive or even constructive, maybe you think we should have more guests on, I'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to send us an email at nowbali at phoenix.co.id. If you liked this episode, you will also love a soundtrack of Resistance, so go and check it out. And make sure to head to the next Navikula concert here in Bali. Finally, this episode was filmed and recorded at Genesis Creative Center in Brawa. You can watch the full interview on YouTube. Follow Genesis Creative Center on Instagram at inspire at Genesis. Please share, like, comment, rate the Now Bali podcast wherever you listen to us and help more people hear about this special island. Thanks again for listening. I'm Eddie Spears. See you next time.